Hello, Missile Twins fans, and welcome to episode 18 of Missile Twins Chat. I am your host, Trey Larson, and back with, with back with me in the studio is my dad, Craig Larson. How's it going tonight, Dad? Oh, not too bad. Kind of disappointing the twins didn't do better, but that's life. Well, that is life, and uh, I think we should maybe jump right into that, because this episode is going to be focused on... Just kind of wrapping up, you know, summarizing the playoffs and maybe kind of taking a look back at the season and stuff like that. But what's our fair playoffs? To me, what stands out, Dad, the reason why the Twins lost. For the last two games, saw an identical offensive performance. The Twins had three hits and struck out 14 times. And yesterday, they did score two runs thanks to home runs. The day before, they scored run one run thanks to a base hit by uh, Willie Castro. And the home runs yesterday, they were hit by uh, Roy Suas and uh, Edouard Julian. And I, and I should also note that on Tuesday we had, was it seven walks and a hit batter? Uh, that's correct, yep. Seven walks and a hit batter. You know, if you if you can't even score more runs on that, I think you have a problem. And I don't know, you know, we've had off and on, off mic discussions earlier today about it and day before. And you know, the one point you want to uh, you mention is why did you know they could have bunted. You know, but they could have tried different ways to get on base, but yet this this front office, Rocco Baldelli, they still seem his mindset. Let's get a home run. You know, they they might tell you otherwise, but it's it's blatantly obvious. You know, I don't, I I can't. You know, there weren't very many times the Twins did bunt this se- during the regular season. I think Ryan Jeffers did did a lot of via bunting. You know, we go to playoffs. We did win a series, but it was thanks to our pitching. And uh, Toronto did not have very good offense during during the their two game series against the Twins. And then we face Houston Saturday. We had a pretty good offensive output. Um, well. I mean, we were down, but we, we still managed to score four four runs in the seventh inning thanks to back-to-back home runs from Jorge Polanco and Roy Suas. And then Sunday, we had a nice offensive performance led by Carlos Correa, who had three RBIs. And I believe he had a home run that game, too. Yes, I think he did. In, in fact, I know he did. Uh, so... Where do we go with this, Dad? Because after Sunday, we just pretty much shut it down. Well, you know, I think what happened was the fact that during the regular season, um, at the All-Star break, were the Twins 500 or game under 500? They were game under 500. And we had been hearing prior to the All-Star break, but their schedule got much easier in the second half of the season. And at that point, it looked to be the easiest schedule in baseball. And... When they and they did obviously start maybe um, producing better and scoring more runs, 
but I think it also has something to do with the competition too. And if you take a look at the last two weeks, um, they played Oakland, they played Colorado, they played uh, the Angels, and I don't remember who the other one was. Where did they have the White Sox fit in there somewhere too? Yeah, yeah, they had White Sox in there, and then, and then uh, before that they had Kansas City. Yeah, Kansas City. Yep. Earlier. Well, yeah, in August. Well, if you take a look at that, there's four teams who who, who lost 100 games or more this year. So, you know, there's a reason why they lost 100 games is because they're not very good. Yep. And, they, and by the way, Kansas City was was at the end of July. So, okay. Yep. So, and I don't know the other teams who they played, and but the, you know, they they certainly had a, a easier schedule the second half of the season. Season, so it was kind of misleading, probably. How well they did, because they ended up how many games over five hundred ten. They ended up eighty-seven and seventy-five. 12. Twelve games over. Okay, so that's that's just you know six losses away from being five hundred, right? Yes. You, you lose six games, you can be five hundred. So, um, the the striking out stuff we've talked about that numerous times. You know, and, and this, it becomes glaring when you start facing better pitchers. You strike out 14 times out of the 27 outs if it's going to just be a regular game and not a, an extra inning game. But you got 13 outs you're working with. So your chances become much less. And obviously, they didn't score runs. You don't score, you don't win. It's pretty simple. Plus, mm. you put a ton of pressure on your pitching staff. Exactly. And, and I actually, out of curiosity, I looked earlier tonight, and I don't have the uh, totals in front of me. I mean, the actual figures. But when you when you look at the uh, strikeout totals of the, of the uh, teams that actually made it to the playoffs, yes, Twins, of course, were you know first you know number one in the majors in strikeouts, the second highest of the playoff teams, and they're, and they're like eighth is the Philadelphia Phillies. <laughs> so, and. When you when you look at the bottom seven, five of the bottom seven, the the, the teams that struck out the least, they all made it to the playoff. Uh, f- five of them. The, the only two that didn't were the Washington Nationals and Cleveland Indians. Okay. And they actually, I uh, I can't remember which one was. Uh, I think it was Cleveland that actually struck out the least amount. Okay. Well, Cleveland, I think you know a good share of their game has been. Um, they recognize where their deficiencies are, and they try to do something to offset it. And they do try to put the ball in play. You know, it's better than striking out all the time. At least you have a chance. Then you strike out, you have no chance. You know, you you aren't moving the runners up. You're not doing anything except making another out. So I'd, I don't know. We wonder. If, I don't know if their philosophy is going to change next year or not. But it's going to probably require. Uh, completely different ideas about what hitting is all about. And probably, not probably, I hope, because I've been hoping this for for a number of years now, because this has not been going on for a while. Maybe you need a different hitting coach and a different approach. And and that approach is you do more than just trying to wait for the big home run. You focus more on getting... Um, hits, uh, bunting the ball, yep. 
you know, advancing the base runners. I mean, if, if there was a little bit of that this year, I thought, you know, what Willie Castro, he led the, the Twins at stolen bases. Yeah. But I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that the, you know, probably had to do with the change in the rules, too. You know, the, 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 the fact that a pitcher uh, could no longer throw no more than two times to a base. Yep. Even if it had been a third time, uh, either it was a block or the, or the runner was able to steal the, the, the base. So it's, I, you know, it, it, it just, it's pretty simple. You know, we need a different approach at the plate. I don't know if there's any doubt about it. You know, I, I don't know where some of this thinking came from, but some of these guys at the plate, they look like they're so messed up, especially depending on the count. I mean, Julian, when he gets two strikes on him, or especially a 3-2 three, two, three, two count, it looks like he is just totally confused about what to do because he lets, he lets time and time again, he lets the next pitch on the 3-2 and two pit count, or anytime he's a two-strike count, let us, let's go right by. And frequently it's right down the middle. I don't quite follow that at all. Obviously, he's got some good things about him, but you you got it. You got to swing the lumber. You don't swing the lumber, you're not going to hit the ball, and you're not. You're, all you do is make another out. And there's a few other guys like that. Although some of these guys, they just like to go up there and just free swinging. Well, you know, Walner's one of them, who at times has done some good things this year, but he strikes out way, way, way too much. And the king of the strikeouts, who didn't even make the playoff roster, Joey Gallo. I mean, he's notorious for doing that, just going up there and swinging as hard as he can. And usually no contact. If they make contact once in a while, he might hit a long home run, but um, it doesn't happen often enough, in my opinion. And it seemed like they were either playing for the home run ball all the time or for the big inning. Well, you get the playoffs, you got to score runs. you got to basically score them one at a time and do whatever you need to do to get those runs home. So it's a disappointing end. Um, I mean, there, there were some exciting moments, and I, I I did discuss some of those on the last episode, but we'll kind of review them now. Like game one, you know, Roy Lewis, he had he had two home runs, right? You know, Carlos McCrea throwing a runner out at the plate, uh, backing up a ball, uh, backing up on a play where Jorge Polanco missed a ball, uh, missed a field at a ball. Mm-hmm. You know, Michael A. Taylor, he had some uh, key defensive players in center field. And then, of course, game two, he had that the pickoff play in the fifth inning uh, where we picked off uh, Guerrero. Yep. You know, it's, to me, I, I kind of thought, you know, when I, you know, following, following that the Trump Bougie series, I thought, well, here, here we go. I think we might turn the quarter. Yes, we did not have a lot, you know, really have high scoring games, but yep. you know, we were able to score hold the Blue Jays to one run. Yeah. But then we uh you know, we faced Houston, you know, Saturday we you know, we did put up some runs, but still we didn't uh score enough. Nope. That's and, that's true, and of course uh few of the guys on Houston, Alvarez and Abreu, um, really hurt us, too. Oh, yeah. 
In fact, in fact, Abreu, he had three home runs at Target Field. That's right. And uh, Alvarez, I know he had one home run on two on Tuesday. I mean, he had, I mean, he had a couple three home runs in Houston. I've been real smubber. He gets in there too. Yep. You know, maybe they should have taken a different approach with Alvarez the way he was hurting him and and Abreu too and. Especially Alvarez for a while there. Maybe should, if there's nobody on base, maybe you should should have just walked him. Agreed. Or, or thrown in pitches, you know, that really are not good pitches to hit and see if he's actually swing out of them at them. Maybe sometimes out of frustration or for whatever reason. But we elected to pitch to him, and boy, it didn't. It did not turn out well. Nope, it did not. And. Houston is going on to their, to their seventh ALCS. Yep, that's right. That what was the score in the third game of that series again with the Twins in Houston? Nine to one. Nine, well, that game wasn't even close. And then the final game was what three to one? Three to one. So it wasn't like they were that far away. And then the game number one, what was the uh, score? You remember that was they? they I think it was seven to four. Yeah. Game but, two, a six to two Twins win. Yep. Okay. So, so, but the um, here's another thing I want to kind of touch on, and I don't think that's the reason why the Twins lost, but it, but it could be. I mean, it could. I mean, it, it didn't help matters. I know Rocco Baldelli even said in the pregame that Joe Ryan did not have a long have a long leash as far as how 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 long he can go in the game, and sure enough, after the second inning, Brock Stewart came in. And then in the fourth inning, Caleb Fieldbarter came in. And you had two FDs and a righty. And Jose Jose Abreu hits a two-on home run off yep. of the field bar. Yeah. He's, he's running a batter. I actually questioned, to be honest with you, I actually questioned why we were taking out Joe Ryan after the second inning. Yeah. You know, I, I might have been more forgiving if it was a win, win or take all game, like game five, but not not in a game four situation. Because, you know, if we had gone back to Houston on Friday, our bullpen would, would, would have not have been as fresh. No, that's, that is true. I didn't quite follow that thinking either, taking him out of the second inning. He gave up a run, which, you know... One run, you you have to score. Run, you know, have to score, no matter what, to win the game. And one run is not an insurmountable lead either. Although the way the Twins have been hitting, it wasn't going to be easy. So, I don't know a lot of things about the whole thing that were kind of confusing at times, and just seems like their approach at the plate it hasn't worked for the most part against good teams for years. No. And maybe it's time to change a little bit. And you know, to say wait until next year. Well, after a while, hearing that wait until next year, when especially, how about this year? Let's work on that. You know, let's take a look at what went wrong and figure out how to report, how to fix it. Yep. How many years has this hitting coach who's been, who's there now this been is, here this, for? This is the second year, I think. Who was, who was da- it? David Hopkins. Uh, Hopkins. Who was prior to that? I know that Rousen was. Was he the one before Popkins, or they had have another one in there? Oh, there was another guy in there. Ed, Edgar Varell, oh. yeah. whatever his yeah. name is. He, he was just more of the same. 
as far as the, the approach to hitting it never made any sense. Well, this David Pop, this David Popkins, he came from I think the San Diego Padres organization. I think that's right. Yeah, and when he came here, obviously San Diego's spent a lot of money recently, and so they have what probably is our better hitters than what they used to have. And when when he was there, was San Diego ever very good at all? I don't think so. Were they? Well, they did make it to the playoffs in two thousand twenty. Okay, so I don't. And, you know, James Rousen was here in 2019 when, when we had the Bomba squad. Yeah. And to me, that lineup was, you know, it was, it was great in terms of putting up offensive numbers. It was more consistent. I don't know if the pitching overall was as good as it was this year, but... You know, then again, back to about 19, we were swept by the uh, New York Yankees. Hmm. Yeah. I also I also think that it, it comes down to, uh, you know, when you look at this year's playoffs, you know, there were some of the, some of the better teams, the uh, Atlanta Braves, the Los Angeles Dodgers, the Baltimore Orioles, they, they all lost their LDS round uh, series. Yep. The only team that's left left in the whole thing who won their division is Houston. Didn't Houston tie with Texas, but they won it on a tiebreaker? Yep. So there, the teams who won 100 games, Atlanta, the Dodgers, Baltimore. Is there another one? Is that it during the course of the season? The, the teams that what? That won 100 games during the course of the season. Um. Yeah, but I think that's... Is it that, just the three of them? Yep. Well, obviously, they're all gone. And I just think that sometimes it has to do with being hot at the right moment. Well, that's true. But, you know, it's, 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 it seems a little weird that all three of those teams are out of the playoffs after playing one round because they, they, they had buys to begin with, obviously. Right? Yeah. I mean, all three of them. The likelihood of that happening is very, very slim. If you look at past, you know, his, historically what happens. But that happened this year. I'm just going to check the standings here once and from during the regular season. I think what we're saying is right, though. One thing about Houston, you know, Houston, Houston's top five or six guys in their lineup are pretty tough hitters, and they're veteran players, too. You know, they have all been to the playoffs before. I mean, Jose... Jose Abreu, he was in the postseason with the, the Chicago White Sox back in uh, 2020. Yep. And um, and I think the White Sox are making it to the playoffs in 2021, if I'm not mistaken. Okay, yep. Oh, another team that won, a, and won 99 games, Tampa. They, they bit the dust in the first round too, didn't they? Yeah, they did. So that's another team that you know was was not was not a hundred game winner, but darn close. And then of course Atlanta and the Dodgers, and we were right on that. And even uh, Philadelphia was fourteen games behind Atlanta. Arizona was sixteen games behind the Dodgers. And Milwaukee's your other team, but they would they bowed out in the first round too. And yep. in, the, in the American League. Uh, Tampa, of course, is right behind Baltimore. They're only two games behind them, but 
and Houston and Texas tied, but Houston won on a tiebreaker. And the Twins um, were nine games ahead of Detroit in there, and who was six games under 500. But those teams who had really good years this year, the three especially, well, four, I mean, with Tampa, um, their season ended early, all of them. You know, Tampa actually had had the best record in majors for a long time, but yep. I think they kind of falter a bit, and a lot of, that, a lot of that had to do with injuries. Yeah, they're, I think prior, after the All-Star break, their record must have been not very good, but prior to the All-Star break, they were really quite good. I mean, um, I mean, they had injuries to to some of our starting pitchers, and yeah, being winning ninety nine games where you're thirty six games over five hundred, you know, you, you had a pretty good season. But um, before the All Star break, there are probably even more games than that over five hundred. Yeah, I think they started out really hot this year, didn't they? Yeah, they did. Yeah, so so even Baltimore, I mean, they start out, you know, I mean, they, they did start off the year pretty good, but then what happened was they got even hotter. Yep, that's true. So. And, and of course, they they got swept, didn't they? Yep, and, by the, the Texas Rangers. And the Dodgers got swept by Arizona, which was shocking. That's probably the most shocking, I think. Yep. I mean, like Texas... When, when we took, I think it was five out of seven against them this year. Mm-hmm. I kind of was like, hmm, I don't think Texas as good as as, as, as uh, people would like you to believe. But then, after they were swept by Toronto, they seemed to turn it back on again and come back and and uh, were were able to win the uh, American League West. Yep. So. But, so. but but anyway, we should probably go back to the Twins here. Sure. Um, I mean. So, you know, we just just haven't gotten done with this season. Of course, we, don't, we haven't heard a whole lot or read a whole lot yet about the offseason. We do know some of the players who are possibly could not be here next year. Um, they are, they are uh, Kent Maeda, Sonny Gray. Donovan Solano, Michael A. Taylor, and there was one other name I read. Those five guys were on the postseason roster. They are free agents. Well, Keigel was didn't play, but he's he's a free agent too. I saw his name. Some other names too mentioned today. I didn't hear the the ones you mentioned. I heard all those. And I know that Kepler and Planko are both player um, team options, aren't they? I believe I for, believe you're right on that for ten and a half million. I didn't know that before, but I saw that somewhere. When I was reading some stuff tonight. My opinion: I don't think they have any any choice but to sign Kepler and Polanco. I don't think they do. Um, I mean, what's what's the alternatives? Julian, Julian playing second base. Julian playing second. Walner and right. Yeah, or well, or maybe Warnick. Well, you know, how many different rookies do you want playing next year or younger players? That, and that may that may well be the route they go to. I don't know. That's just it. You know, they they added a sizable amount of, of salary to the to the uh, to the um, payroll this year with Correa, and and then they signed 
Pablo Lopez, and I don't know what that is per year. Do you have, do you know what the amount of money he's getting paid per year? It must be in close to twenty million, isn't it? Well, it's seventy three million total for four years. Okay, so it's close to twenty. It's like eighteen, seventeen to eighteen. Yep, that right there is you know forty seven million dollars alone. And obviously, Sonny Gray to retain him, and I don't think there's a chance in the world they will. There's too many teams out teams who have a lot of money and throw it around. Um, who are going to be in the market for pitching? I don't see as a possibility of him coming back here, unless, Could, he, unless he wants to and takes doesn't isn't that concerned about not getting paid top dollar? Uh, well, you know, you uh, do have Kentomato, maybe you know, but it's possible he might have been, but then again, he might decide to go elsewhere. Yep, and you know, if you lose both those guys. You still have Lopez, Joe Ryan, who did not pitch well after the All-Star break, and Ober, Bailey, Bailey Ober, who um, fizzled out at the end of the year, too. And then, then where do you go from there? There just are not a lot of, lot of possibilities in, in their minor league system unless somebody comes out of the clear blue. You know, you have Louis Varlin, but, you know, he's unproven. So it'll be interesting what they do. Yep, it'll be interesting. But to get, you know, are they going to be able to get a, to acquire a guy like Sonny Gray mm. in the free agent market? I, I I doubt it. I think those guys are going to be very hard high demand this year. As you got three teams or more, the Yankees and Boston being two of them, and I'm sure the Dodgers will be in the mix too. Now that they've got swept, that'll be in a bidding war. Well, the uh, Dodgers, they've, they've had um, some injuries to bear. Yeah. Uh, pitching staff this year, so. But there's also talk of Kershaw not coming back there, too, now. Or, yep. Or retiring, or maybe wanting to play in Texas. His contract is up, isn't it? Yes, it is up. So, um, uh, in fact, it was only, only a one-year deal he had this oh, year. Oh, that's right. You know, he's, I think he's done that the last couple of years, hasn't he? thought I read that, too. I believe so. Because he didn't know how long he wanted to play. Of course, he's had every year he's pitched for quite a while now. He's he's out for a while with back injuries or something. So that'd be another team, and there's probably others too who have way more money to throw around. The Twins do. The Mets, for instance, are one of the teams. Yeah, you know they had Max Scherzer. Yep, and then Justin Verlander, and they're both gone. Yeah, and, and interestingly, I you know I don't know if Scherzer will be back on Texas this round or not, but. You know, back playing uh, because he, he's currently on the IL for I can't remember what the injury was. Yeah, but you know, it, you know, there's always a possibility that Scherzer and Verlander could face each other. Well, I suppose that for that is a possibility. I didn't, I didn't know that Scherzer could even would even be have a chance of coming back, but maybe he does. I, well, thought, he, I thought he was done this year. Well, that's just a maybe. It's I don't think it's for sure yet. Yeah. So. Um, so, pitching will be a hot item in the free agent market, I'm sure. Yep, yep, it will. So, and some of those other guys, you know, that even the ones you named you mentioned, Solano, Michael A. Taylor. I don't know if they have much choice other than to have Taylor back on the team again. I don't. You know, you know if, if Willie Castor must not be a free agent then. Nope. And but you know you you need Willie Castro around. You know, I mean, he's, you know, he is a good uh, utility player. Yes, he he can play all over. 
Yeah. He can play, he, he could buy, I think he could play any position except for, I mean, we don't know about catching, but, and he has pitched, but, you know, a time or two hasn't he, as far as when the Twins have been getting hammered. Yep. We don't want him doing that either, but, yeah, I would agree that he's a good utility player, plus he's a switch hitter too, and he's got speed. You know, Nick Gordon, who's out almost the entire year this year, wasn't he? Yep, even out since May. Yep. You know, he... Will he come back next year and compete for a, a spot on the team? Maybe. But it's you know, he hasn't played the whole year either. So although other I mean guys in their system right now that were at St. Paul this year, most of those guys we've already seen them because the twins are moving them back and forth all the time. So good question. But I mean, what happened? Yeah, yeah, you know, we're gonna and we have a whole off season to see what, how this whole thing plays out and and see what the, the twins do as far as their moves. Yep. So exactly. Free agent names will come up here pretty soon. You'll start hearing about them. Who will be a free agent at the end of this year when the free agent market opens up? Yep, and we'll know more probably after World Series, and I think. Uh, that's probably when we'll do our next episodes, pro- probably the Monday after World Series over with. Yeah, should we just talk briefly about the what you think about the the, the teams who are left and how this is going to all, all play out? We can kind of touch on that a little bit. Yeah. I mean, Arizona to me is the, right now, is the, is the surprise team. I did not even expect them to go this far. No. I, I kind of figured it was going to be the Braves and... Dodgers. Dodgers, but yep. may, in LCS. But, of course, be you know, the ALCS, I thought it would be the Twins playing uh, whoever, whether it was Texas or Baltimore. But, yep. but, unfortunately, it didn't quite work out that way. And So. Well, we know Baltimore is a relatively young team, aren't they? Yeah, and I didn't, I, to be honest with you, I, didn't, I don't think I expected them to go this far, to go to the uh, ALCS, but. Um, they had a good year. Well, they had a good year, but yeah, playing in the toughest division in baseball. Yep. So anyway, it's kind of, kind of like they ran out of gas. Yep. So anyway, so for the teams that left, I just wonder if we're going to see another Houston, uh, Houston Astros, Philadelphia Phillies. I, sh- I sure hope not. But World Series. I mean, if you're if you're going to be a person who's going to be betting money on the thing, if you had to, that's probably the two teams you would pick. If if Arizona makes it into the World Series, it'd be pretty remarkable in my mind that they that they did. In, um Texas you know, I actually kinda like Texas. I just think I just think that Max Scherzer is gonna be is going to be the key to, to their success this next round if Scherzer is back. Yeah, without him with their their pitching is it good enough to to make it to the World Series? I don't know. They can hit. But a lot of times, you, th- you when you hit well during the regular season, and you start place- facing better pitching, and obviously they know all your weaknesses and strengths too. By the time you get to the World Series, so, but they've got a couple of you know they've got some good players in that team in the top of their lineup. So Corey Seager, Marcus Simeon, yep, Mitch Garver's in the middle lineup. Uh, that Jonah, whatever his name, Heim. Yep. The catcher, and they've got some other guys who are pretty good players. But will their pitching be able to hold up? 
Um, good question. Houston's going to be tough. There's there is no question about it. Philadelphia, well, obviously they are the favorite in the uh, National League Championship Series coming up. Well, yeah, because you know they have experience. They have they have been there before. Yep. You know they they had a Trey Turner. Yep. So Vance can help them. Yep. And those series, when do they start on Sunday? Well, the the ALCS will start on Sunday. The NLCS will be on Monday. Okay, and, and who will be the home team? It must must be Houston with Texas against Texas, isn't it? And is Philadelphia home against? How's the, how's the home team determined? It's by best record during the season? I don't know. Yep. So I think uh, tech. Yeah. So Texas will be hosting Houston. Yep. And then oh, Texas will be hosting Houston. Or the other way around, Houston we hold because Houston won that one that you end up being the division winner. Will they be the? Yep, yep. So then Philadelphia will be hosting. Okay. Arizona. All right. So. Okay. So I think that's gonna do it for yeah. this episode. I think. Okay. Sounds good. All right. Well. Yep. So um, I'm gonna probably pay. Uh, you know. I'm not going to really necessarily pick the World Series winners, but I'm going to say Houston and it'll probably be another Houston, Philadelphia, Phillies World Series. But you know, don't call it Texas. No. So don't. And, and, and maybe you know Arizona beat a good team, so maybe they're better than what, what we think they are. Maybe there's maybe like you said, they're hot at the end of the season. That could very well be too. Yep. Sometimes those younger teams they get on a roll, you know, and it's like a mo- locomotive. It's hard to stop them too. Yeah, but, it is. But we'll see. Yep. All right. Well, that's going to do it. So uh, thanks, uh, Dad, for joining me in the studio. And yep. we'll do, I'm going to do this next month. Okay. Sounds good. So, all right. So, anyway, thanks to my dad, uh, Craig Larson, for joining me here in the studio. I am your host, Troy Larson. A couple of quick announcements be, before I sign off. Um, you can contact the show. The email address is mn twins chat the number 48 at gmail.com that's mn twins chat the number 48 at gmail.com and also you can follow the show on facebook uh we have a facebook page uh like the show at minnesota twins chat minnesota twins chat is where you can like the show on facebook and we uh, i sometimes post uh audiogram uh highlights of the show uh on there as well as well as share the links to the episodes and and by the way subscribe to however you found this podcast whether it's spotify apple podcast iheart radio i've gotten a lot of traffic from iheart radio this month uh i don't know why that is but i've been getting a lot of traffic from that from, from that from that uh, podcasting uh uh well it's it's also a streaming app too but I've been getting a lot of traffic from here. Tune in, uh, Amazon Alexa enabled devices. So you you name it, it's it's everywhere. So now for my dad, Craig Larson. I am Trey Larson. So on everybody. 